when you said the word surrender, it's like, totally, it's like surrendering to kind of that unknown a little bit and saying, okay, I know I want to point my compass in this direction. Um, and this is kind of my end goal. But what happens along the way, I'm just going to let it free flow. And there's so much, um, you know, there's so much magic that happens kind of in that flow. And Looks like you've officially entered the group chat with your best friends. My name is Ali Pantucci, and this is the Unfiltered Podcast, the place where we leave the heavily filtered world of social media to talk about anything and everything uncensored. From personal wellness to entrepreneurship, spirituality, sex, surviving breakups, and hilarious girl talk in between, this is the space for important conversations that women should be having with their best friends. So pour yourself a glass of whatever makes you feel good, sit back, and join me as I navigate adulthood with real, unfiltered conversations. I was thinking back to when I first met you guys, Mm -hmm. and... It was the rooftop party. Was it? Was that your launch party? It was, I think, Ish. one year after we launched. Yes. It was that party. Yeah. 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 It was um, for some of our new pieces. I think up until then, we'd only had the minimalist and the multi-way as our two main right. pieces. Um, and then we branched right. out and did a two-piece. So that was like a, a big moment. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember that party. There was a girl doing winged liner and I convinced, I was, she's like, you have to do it. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't wear eyeliner. She's like, no, you have to. So she, she made me do it. And I hated how I looked the entire night. <laughs> <laughs> I had the opposite experience because she did mine and I was like, okay, I need to wear eyeliner all the time. And I've since purchased a couple different eyeliners and have I, no. do you see me wearing eyeliner right now? <laughs> no. no girls, it's not that I think eyeliner looks bad on girls. That's not what I mean eyeliner looks bad on me like I can't pull off anytime I get my makeup done no chance I don't own eyeliner don't touch me with it it's not going on my face I don't want it and everyone looks so good it was more so just like I knew I shouldn't have done it and here I am but anyways so I remember us being at that party and I can't remember which one of you asked me to do a photo shoot with you guys. And I was like, oh, my God, I would love to do your photos. Like, <laughs> not even thinking twice about it. And then it kind of, like, clicked afterwards. I was like, oh, why would they want me to do my photos? Like, Ainsley's a photographer. She's a really good photographer. Oh, maybe she wants, like, me to take pictures of both of them together. Like, this makes so much sense. And then something happened where I was like, oh, no, you want me to be in the photos? Now I'm really stressed. <laughs> I think we even messaged you after and we're like hey just to clarify um we're so yeah. excited to shoot you yeah. and you're yeah. like uh, pardon <laughs> yeah you really had to pep talk me and I was super stressed about doing that shoot but I ended up having the best time and the photos looked friggin' amazing and I don't really ever like photos of myself so that was my first real experience with lingerie but prior to that it was kind of just like you're kind of like an up-and-coming Instagram brand like the aesthetic was so great the brand looked amazing um I think I saw your stuff at like turf were you guys selling in turf yeah yeah Yeah. and and then after I fell in love with you guys in real life I was just fully obsessed with the brand so before we go down the rabbit hole with stories why don't you tell everyone everyone about what laundry is, what you guys do, and how it came to be what you guys are doing right now. 
Yeah, absolutely. So we are the co-founders of Laundre. Um, we make garments that have the highest degree of sustainability um, and lowest possible impact on the planet. Everything that we do is made ethically right here in Vancouver, BC. And our aim since day one has been to celebrate all women. So that means that we've never photoshopped our images and have been really focused on making a positive impact um, on women and on our planet. Mm -hmm. And um, the way we started, how it began, how it all began was after a couple margaritas. So, you know, never, uh, <laughs> never just claim those margaritas. They can do some good work for you. Um, but uh, we were in Sayulita, Mexico, and we were kind of talking about what, what project we wanted to work on next. And at the time, um, you know, we saw this gap in terms of one-piece swimsuits um, that were, you know, it, they were kind of either ready for a swim meet or for a Vegas pool party. Both are great. We like to go to Vegas as well. I mean, not now, but <laughs> um, but uh, we kind of wanted to find that sweet spot in the middle. And, and also, you know, no one was really doing sustainable textiles at the time. Um, and so we kind of got to work and jumped into the deep end without any water wings on. Um, and nine months later, we came up with our first piece, which was our minimalist swimsuit. Um, which, you know, it took us, a, took us a couple months, but we're glad that we put the effort in because, um, you know, it's still our biggest seller today. It's our most popular suit. So people love it and, and we still love it. So, yeah, yeah. So that was almost four years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and now we serve 40 different countries. Um, we've upcycled more than 150,000 plastic bottles into our sustainable swimwear. And um, we just did an initiative where we um, planted 450 baby corals, which should turn into a coral reef. Um, and we've been so able to connect cool. with so many amazing people like you. So it's been the best journey. And I get to work with my best friend every day, which is pretty cool. That is so amazing. Okay, backtrack a little bit. Talk to us more about the sustainable swimwear. You mentioned you make them from plastic bottles. So how did that process even come to life? Yeah, so since day one, I've been actively involved in sustainability. Um, even when I was a little kid, I first spoke at city council about the importance of retaining the green belt when I was eight years old. Um, oh and God. So Can we find been... a clip of that somewhere? Who has that? <laughs> <laughs> that it was on like one of those weird TV channels that's like, only like government stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like four people in the room and then the whole yeah. government panel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This um, needs to be your next marketing campaign, your next TV team. Okay, it sorry. Totally, it totally does. I, would, I don't think my parents saved it or anything. I don't know. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, so that's, that's been really close to both of our hearts um, since, since you know, I was a little kid. And we, at the time, there was nothing sustainable out there at first swimwear. Mm -hmm. um, and so we started calling everyone. Like, we would just be making so many phone calls. I'd be on page 12 of Google, you know, looking for suppliers. And what we came to find out is that not all sustainable materials are created equal. Um, for us, it's all about creating a 360-degree plan for sustainability. And so that means ensuring that not only are the materials sustainable, they also need to be super high-quality, long-lasting, and highly functional, or else things are going to just end up in a landfill essentially anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. it took a really long time to settle on, on a material. And what we ended up finding was a material that's um, compressive. So it feels kind of like you're getting a big hug, which everybody oh needs my God. really right now. 
Um, Literally the best feeling swimsuits I've ever put on in my life. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Come oh, to yeah. hear that. Yeah. 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 It feels like kind of silky, like a buttery hug. A buttery hug. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think when you use the word compressive or sometimes, remember when, oh my God, what was that other brand from Australia? Everyone was freaking obsessed with Triangle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was neoprene. And you're yeah. like, listen, I put that thing on my body. I was like, I need a little bit of stretch here. <laughs> Where's the stretch? Like, this is a swimsuit. It was just kind of like, um, this you know those memes where <laughs> the girls are like, this is what the girl looked like on the internet, and like, this is what I look like, and she's standing in the mirror? That was literally my experience with Triangle, and I find it so frustrating as a woman who has curves. Mm-hmm. Buying swimsuits is not an easy task for me. Mm-hmm, I have no. a huge butt, I have huge boobs, and, you know, I have some love on my body. Finding a suit where... When you say compression, I think some people are worried that like that sausage kind of term of like, oh, is it going to be too tight? Is it going to be uncomfortable? But just as someone who wears the suits a lot and genuinely, I think they're the only swimsuits I wear right now. You just feel very loved, very supported, very, I don't know, you just kind of feel held together, but in a very comfortable and flattering way. Mm, definitely we're going for held over sausage casing yes for sure yeah Yeah. (laughs) i have a few suits that are like sausage casing and but like but like like too small and like the not kind of good way and i'm like yikes (laughs) it's fine it's fine (laughs) just going back to your point ali that you said about you know um it being difficult to find swimsuits. I don't think you're definitely not alone in that. You know, there's so yeah. many uh, women that uh, on a daily, weekly basis, uh, send us emails saying that like, you know, they've, it's been such a hard time for them finding swimwear. And I mean, no one's the same, right? No one's body's exactly the same. And, and to think that um, you can create one garment that has no stretch in it, that's going to fit every woman. Um, you know, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure and you're also setting women up to not feel very good about themselves when there's already too yeah. much societal pressure on all of us. <laughs> yeah. So. I think that's one of the things I love, not only about the products that you guys built, but you've built a community mm-hmm. and the intention that went behind the community you're creating, but also the product you're creating that really shines through more than anything, because for majority of women buying a swimsuit is not a comfortable process for them Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think for more women than not it's a very it's uncomfortable you deal with self-confidence you deal with you know you're self-conscious about your body how you look how you feel if you don't feel good you feel uncomfortable you're stressed it's just for a lot of women it's not a nice experience purchasing or wearing swimsuits and the intention that you guys put behind that to create a community where that I don't want to say like claim that as your ethos because I'm not your brand girl but from an outside from an outside perspective to have an ethos where you can use words like, you know, inclusive inclusivity, positivity, feeling held, feeling supported. You feel that in the community, you feel that as a person wearing the suits that really shines through in the product and like I said, I don't I don't see that anywhere else and it is really really nice to see. So kudos to you from a woman who can't stand shopping for bathing suits 
who deals with body dysmorphia, who deals with disordered eating, who feels very self-conscious and can be very mean to herself. Like this has been one of my favorite products to wear all summer. We're so happy to hear that. And we're so happy to hear that um, that's conveyed as well in the brand because um, even just on a personal level for myself as well, like I dealt with an eating disorder um, in my teenage years. And I think that that never fully goes away. You know, you always kind of have that voice in your head and um, that's placed there through media. And like 87% of women like will look at social media and consume that and compare their bodies to the people they're seeing. Um, and so it's so important that what we're putting out there is, is real. And it's, it's like, you know, a realistic, um, representation of, of people that are out there. Um, and, uh, yeah. And I, again, like what you said with the community, that's really helped us build, build that community in that way. And we're, we're so proud of that. So, and it's been a real two-way street. I feel like working on this has really changed the way that I feel about my own body. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been incredible to see the way our community and us both engage with this message that is so crucial to who we are as people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even our, our hang takes, they say body types so fucking beautiful on them. And we it's the best. Yeah. It's about making yeah. people feel celebrated and we know it's such an intimate trying on a swimsuit is so intimate mm-hmm. and it's so vulnerable. Um, and we really want to be there for you and like make people feel supported when they're doing this thing that can be really hard. Yeah. Well, you guys have done a really, really, really amazing job. So proud Thank of you. you. <laughs> we went down, we went down a fangirl. <laughs> we went down a fangirl moment. So let's backtrack. So you made it your mission to make sustainable swimwear. You're on 12, page 12 of Google. You're stressing out. Go. Okay, so stressing out, Hannah and I both wanted to live in Bali, Mm. so we thought, let's go set up our manufacturing in Bali. I went down first. It was an absolute clusterfuck. It was the worst, it was the worst time I was there for three weeks. I mean, Bali's beautiful. Bali's amazing. That's amazing, (laughs) yeah. Personally, it was a great trip. Professionally, it was a hot mess. Um, And it got to the point where I had lined up um, somebody to help with samples. We'd given them like patterns and everything, tip and started. And they were like, okay, things are going to be ready in two weeks. The two weeks turned into, okay, it'll be ready next week. And then that turned into, oh, it'll be ready in another week. It got to the point where I was waiting at the airport at 1 a.m waiting for them to show up for my flight, and they never came. So it was, um, you know, a rocky little start there. Mm-hmm. And it also brought us back to Vancouver, where we still manufacture. Um, and it, in the long term, it was a great thing because it was a happy mistake because now yeah. we get to go to our factories all the time. We have really good eyes on production, and we just have an incredible um, quality standard here. Um, so it was a good thing. It was a good thing that happened. I find that, um, you know, those silver linings that you realize later on at the, at the mm-hmm. time, being like you're, you know, it's like, okay, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, where do you go from here? And I think that in entrepreneurship, there's a couple of those moments and they're kind of these pivotal moments of saying, okay, are you going to keep going? Or are you going to say, okay, no, I'm throwing my hands up in the air and I'm waving the white flag and stepping away. Um, and I think that, you know, it's been so great to 
have both Ainsley and I because I find that when one of us is in that position, the other one's like, okay, no, jump on my back. Like, I got you. Let's yeah. go. Like, let's keep totally. going, you know? Um, and I think that was that was definitely one of those moments as well in, in Bali. It's like, okay, do we keep going? Is this one of those red flags that no, you know, don't go down this path? Or is mm-hmm. it just a test from the universe saying, no, no, you can do this. I just want to know that you really, really want this. Mm-hmm. And that you um, can do it differently as well. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. I felt like such a failure when that happened. And then I came back and Hannah actually went down um, a few weeks later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, same. <laughs> like, hey, oh, hey, uh, just wondering if I could pick up those. Uh, yeah, so, uh, any, uh, okay. <laughs> hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, you know what, though, in hindsight, if you think it's always funny when you look to see how things have played out mm-hmm. and what a different path it would have made had you had gotten those samples. Mm-hmm. How many companies, especially in the space that you're in, can say, like, you've you've created a whole ecosystem here in what you support and what you build. And there's not a lot of brands. I think brands get to a point where they get so big and then things get, you know, outsourced or mm-hmm. like you've built a really cool community here. And yeah, it means your swimsuits might be more expensive. Mm-hmm. But like when you think about people being so we're, we're, we're stepping into a time where people are starting to be more smart with their money in the sense where it's like they want to know where their money's going. Mm-hmm. And does that mean they spend more to support a local business because they know where those dollars go versus buying your suit on Amazon mm-hmm. to get it delivered tomorrow to have it super cheap? And like those options are always going to exist, but I think that also puts you into the space of being a premium luxury brand that stands for a lot of good things and people let's people love that. And it's a great thing. Like aside from being a great PR move, <laughs> it's just a great, a great thing for a brand in general to it just seems like you've built a very nice foundation and structure that is in alignment with your purpose and what you believe. Like in like in a humanity kind of level that's a really beautiful thing to say thank you and I think that we're big um you know we're big believers in energy and like putting things out there that are meaningful and I think for us like the energy that goes into what we make is really it comes from a really beautiful place Mm -hmm. um and it's so intertwined with our values and what matters to us and I think as a consumer like you can feel that when you put something yeah. on and you know the intention that it's made with, I think that it really changed the changes the way that you feel when you wear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I was going to say too, I mean, in this last year, I would say, you know, there's a lot of um, unfortunate instances. However, it did kind of force us to all slow down a little bit and, and recognize what really matters. And, and like you said, being mindful about where you're putting your money and what you're actually purchasing goes along with that. Um, mm-hmm. because it's like, okay, am I just buying a swimsuit because I want a swimsuit or am I buying like the whole ethos and values and, and also becoming now part of this community, um, uh, behind it. And, and also like, you know, getting in touch with uh, a business that is op- open to letting you see behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. I think like 100%. a lot of, yeah, I think a lot of businesses it's like, okay, well, um, the, you know, they give you kind of like the the uh, bullet points of of what the company is based off of but what are, what is it really about like can they elaborate on those things and especially when it comes down to sustainability mm-hmm. um so 
Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you preach such good, like, important points, though, you have to be able to back it up. It's not the internet's a wild place now you can't just make these claims people have questions <laughs> people are gonna be like that's nice but like elaborate a little bit I think it's just hard yeah. to get away with a lot but not that I I'm not implying that you're trying to get away with a lot um, but, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in terms of like if if you if people do have questions about like yeah. how does this work like how is this actually ethical like how do we know that this this is um you know what you say it is like we we are an open book and like we do get dms sometimes that are like oh like how do you know that it's ethical and we're like okay we've got these factories they're here in vancouver bc here's the guidelines that they have to stick to um you know we make sure that everybody's paid a fair um hourly wage that supports um living costs in bc um so all of those things like do tie into i think they do tie into sustainability as well because you can't take care of the planet without um being mindful and respectful of the people who are helping you totally did you think a year ago that you would be making masks (laughs) oh my gosh question (laughs) let's make an accessory we said this like (laughs) like, let's make an accessory with no fit fit things yeah that just fits everybody we're like sure how we... else can we use some of our scraps yeah. like how else can we um yeah. you know what else can we put those towards and... yeah. yeah so I'm really sorry we made... and masks <laughs> we manifested this <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I think I think I went to go was it did I grab them from you Hannah yeah yeah it was so funny I'm like did you ever think you would be making freaking masks no, no definitely, definitely not. not I mean so and like funny. you know at first too we really went back and forth with it because I would say at the beginning people were just so unsure of of if it was a good thing if it wasn't a good thing if you know mm-hmm. if it was made properly if it wasn't and we wanted to make sure that if we were going to make a mask that people were wearing to protect themselves that we weren't just putting you know a piece of fabric on top of your face um it yeah. was like we were going to put some actual thought into it um mm-hmm. and so yeah, I mean, it did take us a bit of time to kind of, kind of get them out there because we just wanted to make sure we were doing right. them, doing them properly. But yeah, it was um, definitely uh, an interesting little pivot uh, for us there. <laughs> yeah, the word, the word of twenty twenty is just like a meme Absolutely. of Ross screaming pivot. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what like what are we doing today? Like, don't bother making plans. Just let me know what I need to do today. Yes, <laughs> just Absolutely. me for the last three hundred and sixty five days. Now, more than ever, there is romance, adventure, and magnetism in the very idea of travel. We go to Los Angeles for the sunshine, the shopping, and to party a little, or a lot. We visit Chicago for the history, the architecture, and the culinary energy. We head to Vancouver for the sparkling scenery, the outdoor adventures, and the foodie scene. In Seattle, we love checking out the Space Needle, the fish markets, the ferry boats, and the brew pubs. We climb into a city as we might into a car, letting it whisk us away to unexpected places, whether we're traveling for work, to visit friends and family, or to simply just get away. Yet, after a day spent digging into the soul of a city, what we really yearn for is space to relax. Enter Lava Hotels and Furnished Suites. With the best of a city at your doorstep, Lovell's luxuriously spacious suites, incredible lifestyle amenities, and dedicated guest service create your personal sanctuary in the city of your choice. So you can settle in for as long as you like and stay level with the comforts of home and all the thrill of travel. 
Learn about nightly and extended stays in Chicago, Los Angeles, Seattle, and Vancouver over at stayinglevel.com. Now, you guys know I actually stayed with them for a whole month in LA. I had the chance to check out the property in Chicago and, of course, being in Vancouver. I'm very lucky to be able to frequent the properties here, and I can honestly say that I am very excited to have Level Hotels and Furnish Suites as this week's podcast sponsor. And to give back to you guys, you can use the code ally 10 at checkout to save on your next staycation or vacation. Um, I want to go back to your community. We, t- we touched a little bit on body inclusivity and body positivity. And was that one of your ethoses from the beginning? Or did that slowly just kind of come as your community grew and you saw the confidence in women in your suits? Like... I really commend you, Ainsley, that as a photographer, you're not someone who retouches images. And as a photographer myself who primarily shoots women, the most common thing I get when I'm shooting a client, literally before we're about to shoot, the girls, like you probably know this, super stressed, like, oh my God, I don't like taking photos. I like, cause I'm shooting usually like business owners. I don't like taking photos. I'm really stressed. Like you shoot so many models like da 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 da. And I'm like, no man, all of the women I shoot are literally you that are business owners. Mm-hmm. And I don't retouch my photos. Like I just will obviously like I can brighten them and I'll do color edits and I can yeah. soften the image overall, but I don't sit there retouching images and women are always so shocked to like, really? Really? And it always reminds me of that experience that I had with you because who am I to decide how someone else is going to look in their images? You know, when you think of it from that perspective, when I'm editing someone's work, like, ooh, she probably should, would look better if I did this to her. And it just kind of like feeds that, that whole that whole fire of like society telling us what is considered perfection or what is considered the ideal beauty standard. So yeah, as a photographer and someone who is building a brand like this, I really, really respect that none of your photos are retouched or touched up. I think that what you said, you just said that so beautifully, Mm -hmm. like who am I to decide what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And by editing something, you're saying, this is wrong with you. I need mm-hmm. to take this out of the photo. Um, and by virtue of that, you're also saying, I need to take this out of your existence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's just like the best way of saying it. And that's been crucial for us since day one. We personally were tired of seeing images that were not a reflection of real life. And I think as people who have a platform, which we consider our business to be, you have a responsibility to transparency Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. retouching is the opposite of transparency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we wanted our community to feel connected and also see themselves mirrored in the images that we produce. Um, And you're not going to see yourself mirrored in images that are retouched. Um, And it's, it's so interesting that everybody has this idea that um, all images you know, have been kind of like meddled with these days. And I, I think it kind of goes back to this idea of like filtering, like always putting a filter on. And mm-hmm. there's all these apps now that people can just do it themselves right away on their phone and, and post a photo. And 
It's like, who are you, who are you doing that for? Like you're, you're doing yourself a disfavor because that's not what you actually look like. And then you're also putting, um, an image out there that other people are consuming. And then, um, then, then, you know, uh, comparing themselves to, and it's unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Um, Even comparing self to self. I think back, mm -hmm. like I'm going through a really tough time right now, like full disclosure, I'm going on year three where I can't figure out my hormones. I, you know, within six weeks before I got diagnosed with PCOS, my skin blew up with cystic acne and I put on 20 pounds and I've been like this for almost three years now. No matter what I eat, no matter what I do, this is just like how I've been existing. At the same time, I've been fighting it. There's been no point over these few years where I've actually accepted that I can love myself at any appearance any part of my life and that's also really hard to do when you struggle have struggled with like the norm in my life is body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. is like disordered eating is unhealthy thought processes and patterns and I'm noticing now where I'm really making it a goal like I I even caught myself saying this to you when I got on video today I'm like I didn't get ready I look horrible or I catch myself trying to be mindful of my patterns at the same time trying to really surrender to being like this is where you're at right now so Mm -hmm. what choices can we make that support where you want to be to help you mentally feel better I'm the problem is when I go back to editing photos as I get stuck in a comparison of me currently to old me but I used to edit my photos so much that I don't actually know what I'm comparing myself to because I'm not comparing myself to an accurate image. Or like, oh, look what you looked like a couple years ago. And it was like, but did you look like that a couple of years ago? Like, there's no accurate representation because we're all, not all of us, but many of us are so used to tweaking what we look like. Yeah, absolutely. Firstly, thank you so much for sharing, mm-hmm. you know, with us about what you're going through and with your community. It's it's really generous and really brave and important. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want to say, like, we respect you and your level of transparency um, and openness just so much. It's it's really refreshing and it's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why my eyes are watering. I tell the story all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting emotional yeah. PMS, so I'm just like okay that's fine <laughs> um so yeah thank you for sharing that I think it's really beautiful to be so honest with what you're going through mm-hmm. that is dealing with hormones and stuff like that's you know so hard it's it's a it's a horrible feeling when you're like you don't feel as much control in your mm-hmm. body yeah. Like, yeah that doesn't sit well it doesn't feel good mm-hmm. But if you think of like the emotional or energetic side of it, anytime I've had control, it wasn't healthy. So maybe when I release this and just surrender to the fact that you don't have control, what are you really gripping onto? I'm gripping onto the fact that I don't have control. And all that does is it stems unhealthy behaviors that don't support my goals. So it's wild when you really step back to look at it, you're like, we are a crazy ecosystem. Our brains, our patterns, our triggers, our reactions, they are 
it's crazy what we what our bodies are capable of and our brains are capable of totally you know I liken it to like bushwhacking you know you're trying to (laughs) by because it sounds like what you're what you're learning to do is to live in more of a state of acceptance um yeah with what you're experiencing and you know we've we've I'm saying we've because I feel like I can relate to this you know you live your life thinking about things in one way and you have this tape recorder in your head that's replaying the same narrative of distrust with your body with um, negative things that you're saying about yourself and then when you try to break free of that you feel like you're hacking through a jungle trying to Mm -hmm. break through and then eventually you know when you keep getting those thoughts pushed to a different side like you will be able to see a pathway that makes it through the jungle but man that bushwhacking phase is is absolutely exhausting Mm. It's exhausting and it's not like, it's not linear. It's kind of like that old, that quote where it's like healing's not linear. It's really not. And it's the same when you're dealing with grief, when you're dealing with changing, like I'm changing patterns that I've been telling myself since before I can remember I've been telling myself. Mm-hmm. And my coach constantly has to remind me because I'm like, oh, I feel like such a failure. Like, why can't I make this easy decision? Like, why am I choosing to do this? Why? She's like, it's not that simple because if it was that simple, you wouldn't be doing it. She's Absolutely. like, you're literally fighting things that are so subconscious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. I've really been trying to take on the the mantra of like exploration over expectation this year because mm-hmm. I think that even in the last year, I mean, you know, that control that we had was totally like ripped away from us um, of our lives. And then you realize like, how little control you really have and when have you ever you know set out a plan and it went exactly to plan (laughs) you know and and that's that's because life happens in between and and when you said the word surrender it's like totally it's like surrendering to kind of that unknown a little bit and saying okay I know I want to point my compass in this direction um and this is kind of my end goal but what happens along the way, I'm just going to let it free flow. And there's so much, um, you know, there's so much magic that happens kind of in that flow. And people talk so much about that flow state, right? And, and, and you can't be in a flow state if you're in that, like, control space. Um, Yeah, or like that scarcity or that gripping of like, mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. absolutely. But it's hard when especially, you know, being such a driven person as you are, um, I, I feel like you're doing so much all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, like Ali's doing this and I'm just so inspired by you every day. So I'm like, she's doing her podcast and she's doing this and she's over here. I'm like, oh my goodness, how do you do it all? Um, yeah, but you yeah. know, when you have, it's like, you know, that, that quality of, of being so driven is, is so incredible and admirable. And, um, but it also comes with a side of, of wanting to be able to control those things, you know, and, and it's yeah. tricky to like you said, retrain your brain for that of, of just more of that kind of like exploration and that surrender. Yeah. Well, thanks for the little pep talk. <laughs> the little, little pep talk. Yeah. A little heart to heart. Um, but this episode is about you, not me. <laughs> we're going to like, we're going to, we're going to slowly get back on track here. No, I honestly think these conversations are super important. Um, because I know people listening are also going through the same thing. And mm-hmm. I think it's just a reminder because I think you bring up a really good point. Like you watch me on the internet 
and you're thinking, mm-hmm. oh my God, look at Allie doing all these things. You have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. Absolutely. And it goes back into that stuck, being stuck in comparison where we just, we just see snapshots. We just see moments where, you know, I'm do, I feel like I'm doing a better job, especially with this podcast and just being, trying to be a bit more open on stories to actually express what I'm going through. But mm-hmm. a lot of the times I'm basically celebrating wins or upcoming events or new things that are coming up to try and keep the community going because also like you guys have to do like you it's a business mm-hmm. Absolutely. you have you have products to sell you have you know I have clients to get I so it's um just a friendly reminder to everyone listening a lot of the things you're looking at and you've heard this probably a million times but you're looking at snap snapshots you're looking at little Absolutely. moments curated moments of people's life their highlight reel and you never ever know what's going on behind the scenes You know, this is really reminiscent of, like, last week, I think you were having a day where you messaged me and were like, I'm just not in the zone today. I'm not accomplishing much. I'm just not, you know, I'm sorry, but I'm just, like, not doing that much today. And I thought about it for a second and was like, A, I couldn't care less. And I've also sent you many messages, (laughs) you know, along the same lines. Like, I'm just, I'm a period. I'm just, like, not here today, really, like, emotionally, mentally. And um, I started thinking about, why do I feel guilt around this? And when Hannah says that the reverse to me, why do I go great? Good for you. Like, just please take time, take rest, do whatever you need. And ultimately it's because I don't think that our worth as business owners is tied to our level of productivity in the traditional sense. Oh my God. Thank you. What we, you know, what we really bring to the table is our ability to tap into our intuition and tap into our empathy and our creativity and as long as those things are still coming, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if you are just in a space where you need to take rest or mm-hmm. you're, you're not feeling it, just accepting that even just for me, like when I, when we had that conversation, I just took a big sigh of relief too, for all those times that I felt like I couldn't, I wasn't there, mm-hmm. you know? One of the things that's definitely not spoken about enough, and this is like twofold, the hustle culture that the internet paints entrepreneur life to be is not okay. Yeah, and absolutely. I I am happy to see it shifting a little bit. Maybe I'm just more mindful to it, so I'm noticing conversation. But if you think back to like three, four, or five years ago when social media, like Instagram, was just kind of starting up, it was like, oh, rise and grind, Gary V. That like five o'clock wake yeah. up. Like if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you must like kill yourself over it. Mm-hmm. And it kind of said like it kind of like painted that picture. Like, are you cut out for it? Are you tough enough for it? Like if you're, if you don't do these things, you're not going to succeed. And there's two problems with that. One, no one could ever, like, it's not healthy or sustainable. You're going to meet burnout. And two, no one talks about females being entrepreneurs and our bodies are wired so differently from men's. Mm -hmm. Our needs are so different from men's. Our, our cycles are so different from men. You know, men operate on this like 24 hour circadian clock and like, yeah, we have that as well, but we also have a 38 or 30, 28, 30 day cycle Mm -hmm. where we have different needs throughout those cycles. And if we don't attend to them, that's when we start to deal with these hormonal issues. That's where we start to feel out of flow. That's where we feel exhaustion. We feel burnout. We start to feel these external symptoms and... I appreciate you guys speaking to that as entrepreneurs because more people need to speak about how can I still hustle 
and get my work done and build an empire while I take care of myself at the same time so I can I don't end up in the hospital I don't end up quitting I don't end Mm -hmm. up just tapping out absolutely you know something that I'm really proud of is that we've created a very successful business without compromising our values which Mm -hmm. includes taking care of our mental and physical well-being Mm -hmm. um we of course there have been times where we've you know done a traditional hustle but doing those kinds of crazy hours, that's really not the norm for how we operate as business owners. Um, I really, it just comes back, you can't take care of the planet without taking care of its people. And we are its people too. Um, mm-hmm. And so ensuring that like, you know, our relationship is really strong. That's, you know, important in our business. Ensuring that we're physically, you know, that I'm meditating, exercising, doing these things. It's critical as opposed to, you know, working 15 hours every day that's just not that's not really tied to our success Mm -hmm. yeah and it's not to confuse it with like you're probably as an entrepreneur it's going to take you a long time to build success if you're kind of sticking to that nine to five you know there are going to be ebbs and flows you have development you have product launches you Mm -hmm. have employees you have things that get thrown at you you have a pandemic you have there are there are tons of there are tons of things that will get thrown at you because ultimately there's the other side of the culture that the internet you know kind of portrays it as being like be your own boss it's going to be the best and it's like also reminding you that (laughs) also reminding you that not only are you the boss you're all of the employees you're the janitor you're every position in your company and if you do stick to that nine to five especially at the beginning it might be a slower Mm -hmm. yes build Mm -hmm. yeah for sure Yeah, yeah definitely speaking of behind the scenes were there ever any times you guys, because you guys are best friends, like you felt like your relationship had shifted, you had questioned anything, like any time you'd wanted to like like throw in the towel? Like, What's it like working I with would, your best friend? I would have, well, I think that I would say like in our first year, mm-hmm. we weren't really sure, um, you know, what direction this was going to go or how things were, you know, um, yeah, like how things were going to go. And, and we weren't sure if, you know, we were still working other jobs. We weren't sure if it was going to be, you know, like a kind of all in type thing, or if it was still going to be sort of a side hustle. And, um, you know, it was also in a place where we hadn't really, um, identified specific roles. And Mm -hmm. so that becomes difficult because Ainsley and I are very similar in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we have a lot of similar skill sets. Um, and that, that becomes difficult when you're trying to, like you said, do all the things and wear all the hats. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, a big piece of, of that for us was figuring out um, how to communicate and also identify sp- those specific roles within the company. Uh, mm-hmm. And that really, really helped a lot. Yeah, I think that for us, like, we are, we lived together for years before we became business partners. So we have a really deep, deep understanding of each other, which has served us really well in our business relationship. Mm -hmm. And I completely agree. I think the first year, like things were still good between us, but I mean, you're dealing with so many hypotheticals Mm -hmm. when you are, you know, in the first year of your business, like every question that you're trying to answer, you have no real framework for figuring it out. Um, and I think that that can lead to like a little bit more conflict, a little bit more tension, but after we kind of figured out 
which areas like each person specifically can own um that just made such a big difference in our business relationship Mm -hmm. and I think that we've written you know so many ways together and Mm -hmm. it's been like I don't think that we I think there have been points where either of us would have thrown in the towel Mm. and the other person was able to be like, no, we're riding this wave together. Like, let's do it. I'm bringing the energy back up. Sometimes a surfboard cracks in half and the other person's like, I got the duct tape. (laughs) And you just paddle on back out there um, and get ready for the next big one. Mm -hmm. So, But yeah, people say like, don't get into business with your best friend. I mean, I, I guess everybody's different, but for us, like, it's really, really worked for us, and, mm-hmm. you know, I just feel really grateful every day that we get to work together. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> <Aww>. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's been a few years. You've recycled over 100,000 plastic water bottles. Now. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, you need to update your website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you've recycled a hundred and over one hundred and fifty thousand freaking plastic water bottles. You're planting a you're planting little corals that are gonna make a reef. You've built a community of like a diverse community of empowered women. Mm-hmm. You've been on Dragon's Den. Wait, should we tell them a Dragon's Den? I was oh, gonna say I was oh. gonna finish that with like what's next. Yeah. <laughs> but do you guys whatever you think Dragon's Den. Um, yeah 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 it was it was honestly a really cool experience um because you're kind of you know it's one of those experiences where you're forced out of your comfort zone and I mean nobody knows the business better than Ainsley and I but you're still kind of literally put on a stage um and grilled with questions and um you know forced to to talk about everything on the spot and yeah. And it was definitely a good testament to our our knowledge, our knowledge of our business. Yeah. It was I I felt like I was really excited about the professional opportunity there. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really think beforehand about the personal opportunity that was there for me and right. doing that and preparing for it and um it made me feel very brave. And so I'm proud of us for doing that. Um and I'm really happy we ended up getting a deal with spoiler alert um michelle uh romano who's you know an incredible female entrepreneur or i should say woman entrepreneur um and we are so inspired by her and that was the person we came in we were like making creepy eyes at her the whole time we were like hi (laughs) (laughs) so you're like giving the guys two pieces they can't wear it but you're like giving her everything you're like yeah (laughs) (laughs) we were really like we were really good for her um and so we were spilled by that for sure that's so amazing okay so leads us into the next question so what's next what are you guys currently working on? What's upcoming from you? How can people join your community? So, so we're so we're so excited um, about the year ahead. Uh, we just launched a new vertical last fall, last winter, I suppose, um, in November. Uh, our loungewear and it was super successful. People are loving it. Actually, we're both wearing pieces from our loungewear collection right now. I'm wearing the essential dress. And Ains is wearing the uh, prop and pant, essential pant. And we, it's the only thing I wear. It's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> like, I only wear something else when I, I'm, like, washing my, washing this. 
So it's like, I didn't order it because I was getting annoyed that I was getting obsessed with everything, to be completely honest. And I was like, like I had it in my cart and I was like, do you need it? (laughs) (laughs) I just consumed it. Like, I. No, I was like buying swimsuits in the summer. I'm like, you're literally not even going anywhere. Like, why? But I was like, what if this burnt orange top like never comes back? P.S. I forgot to say that freaking burnt orange. Um, correct the name. Um, it's like the sports Salty. bra kind of top. Yeah, yeah, sports scoop. Yeah. First of all, I have huge tits. Like, <laughs> they're big. <laughs> and. They do not move in this suit. They looked so lifted. And I've gone to hot yoga in it. Like, I do so many different things in it. It was in hot yoga. I was like, my boobs didn't move. It was so good. So, anyways. I literally literally wear mine running. So, I mean, my boobs are, you know, medium-sized. But (laughs) but I think (laughs) the versatility (laughs) aspect's definitely there with the, you know, Mm -hmm. being able to work out and use it. So, and then, you know bad about buying it in December yeah exactly but yeah I was like buying all these things because I have FOMO because you guys release like this limited color I'm like oh my god but what if it never comes back I gotta get it (laughs) and then I then then you were launches you launch this loungewear and I'm like no just pause okay pause so I have this love hate because I get excited when you launch new products but I'm also annoyed (laughs) my bank account is annoyed (laughs) um so any other new products coming up or what's what's in the short term for you guys we are launching um some new products soon and we're very very excited with how everything's coming together i think that you know this year has been incredibly hard and and dark for so many people and we're excited to bring to life um you know, swimsuits and more apparel that really expresses, um, you know, more joy, more play, um, but still holding tight to the minimalism and, um, you know, sleekness that you'll find in the rest of our offerings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Still holding with those, that timeless look. So, mm-hmm. and you can also expect some more spring summery takes on our kind of loungewear. So, yeah. Ooh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Cute. Okay. And before we go, what about some tips for people looking to either start their business or go into business with their best friend? It's mm, a great question. I love that question. One of the big ones for us is uh, finding ways to tune into your intuition. Um, and Ainsley and I both have different ways of doing that, but we found that whenever we need to make a big decision um, and it's kind of a fork in the road, tuning into that intuition by either going sitting by the the water, the ocean, going for a run, doing those kind of things. And it's different for everybody, but, um, you know, really just, just getting quiet and listening to what your gut is saying. Uh, mm-hmm. we found that's really, really served us as well to, to no one up. talks about that enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's always about like, I'm happy more people are getting in touch with their emotions and their spirituality, but you know, like law of attraction, manifesting intuition is still quite woo woo to a lot of people. And mm-hmm. if you remove that, like quote unquote woo woo side, and you think how many times have you had a gut feeling where your mm-hmm. stomach is screaming at you, telling you not to do something. You're like, Ooh, I don't know about this. And you're like, 
click do it anyway <laughs> i have been burned so many times by completely ignoring my gut mm-hmm. yeah and we absolutely. just we got to stop doing that you got to develop that gut feeling that intuition because it's there to literally guide you to it's your warning to be like really think this one through because i don't think this is a good idea <laughs> absolutely yeah and in that moment too it's like okay is this a hell yes or and if it's not then it's a hell no and the power of no is so much stronger than the power of yes because when you say no to something you're opening up the door to something that's going to be even more aligned mm-hmm. love that and i love the difference between no and not right now mm, absolutely totally. yeah totally. that became super power powerful for me over the last little bit like mm-hmm. uh, you know that. wanting to be like make everyone happy be a yes person just take it on and not really having the capacity to do it be like I can't do this right now but circle back to me on this date because I would love to talk about it later mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah for sure it really allows you to be focused and I think that's like the critical thing to stop you from burning out because mm-hmm. it's really easy to you know feel like you need to people please and say yes to all kinds of things um, and that's how you end up with a 14 hour day every day as an entrepreneur. It's, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So I love that. Tapping into your intuition, mm-hmm. learning how to say no. Mm-hmm. Totally. Anything and I guess for me, like I would say meditate. I meditate every day and um, I really want to demystify meditation for people because when I remember when Hannah and I were living together, Hannah was meditating. And you asked me about whether I would get into meditating. And I said, no, I could not do that. I'm cuckoo bananas. I'll just be like spinning my little noodle the whole time. Um, Because I didn't really fully understand what meditation was. And now I use Insight Timer every single day. and The best. It's great. It's just a guide. I do guided meditation. And even if some of the time I'm spending, spinning my little wheels, it doesn't matter. It's just about the trying to pull yourself back, that's really what counts. And, um, you know, even if you're just getting into it, start with a minute. If you don't want to do a minute, start by taking a deep, couple deep breaths and just focusing on your breath, and then you can build on from there. There's so much power in slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this last year has really taught us that. And meditation brings that into your day on a daily basis. And kind of clears that slate for for the day ahead or, you know, the evening ahead or or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, thank you so much, guys. I hope um, everyone listening got a lot from this conversation. I'm confident that you guys have. Um, If they want to connect with you guys, I'm going to leave all your info in the show notes. But for everyone listening, what is the best way to connect with you guys and buy your product? Yeah, so we are on Instagram under Laundre Bodywear. Um, you can also catch us on our website, which is www.laundrebodywear.com. Or L O N D R E Bodywear. Dot <laughs> <laughs> com. Or dot ca in Canada. Yeah, dot ca. in Canada. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I'm telling you guys right now, you will not be disappointed when you pick up one of these suits. So. Not to encourage you to spend your money, but spend a little bit of your money. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Unfiltered with Allie. Just a friendly reminder that I have new episodes that drop every single week. 
including some bonus content called Honey Check, co-hosted with my best friend, Jenna Garrow, where we catch up for some classic girl talk. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the show. And of course, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only do I love hearing what you guys think of the episodes, but it helps support the show so much. Lastly, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram at at unfiltered with Allie. You'll be able to access a ton of extra content from each of the episodes, slide into my DMs, and you can find the link for my free online Facebook community. This is designed for inspiring badass women all around the world. I can't wait to chat with you next week. Bye.